The Andy Griffith Show ran for eight seasons and helped launch the career of Don Knotts. Now, unfortunately, I never got to meet Don Knotts. He passed away in 2006. However, I recently had the chance to talk to his daughter, Karen Knotts. Karen is not only an accomplished actor and comedian in her own right, but is also an author. She is currently touring around the country with her show, Tied Up in Knots. You can find tour dates as well as information about her book, also called Tied Up in Knots, at KarenKnotts.com. My dad, to this day, watches Andy Griffith every single day, and he's seen every episode a billion times, never gets tired of it. So growing up, of course, I had to watch it, and I became a fan, and I especially <laughs> became a fan of your dad, Don Knotts, and watched his movies. And in fact, I loved the Andy Griffith show so much, it made me want to be a police officer until I, until I realized that it's not as fun as the show. It's a little bit more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Unless you're talking about getting your foot shot, well... Exactly. <laughs> I guess it compares. Yeah. But, you know, some of the biggest fans of the shows are police officers. That's right. <laughs> I run into them all the time at book signings, and they always tell me, you know, things like, oh, well, you know, the officers, when they make a mistake, they get the Barney Fife Award <laughs> for the day. <laughs> now, have you seen every episode of The Andy Griffith Show, or were you just oh, kind of yes. like, you have? Yes, of course. Of course I have. Yeah, sure. I mean, many times, of course. I mean, I used to go to the set when we were kids, yeah. my brother and me, you know. So uh, we had memories and we, my brother even has the original episodes with the commercials still oh, in them, wow. you know. He used to show, he was like the tech guy of our family and he would, he would show the episodes on film on a projector, the you know, 16 millimeter projector we had at home. And my dad would be so proud. Yeah, there's my son. He's, he's a tech person. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> we watched that. We watched the incredible Mr. Limpet too on the, on the pro good old home projector. projector. Was your dad somebody who could watch himself on TV or on film? Could he do that? Because some actors can't. Oh, yes, he could. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we used to watch the show as a family. Oh, nice. Uh, on, on the West Coast, the show came on a Monday night, which seems a little odd to me now, but it was eight o'clock on a Monday night. And our whole family would gather in front of the TV and we'd watch the show. And it was a real big deal. You know, it was really great. I mean, we we laughed as hard at Barney Fife as everybody else did. And yeah. my dad would just sit there kind of quietly watching, you know, and um, it was it was really a great family time. Do you think he was studying himself and like, heck, how could I do this better? How do I? Probably because he always he all he was such a perfectionist. Yeah, he was always thinking about his work all the time, no matter you know what you where you were or what you were doing. He was some part of him was thinking about his work. <laughs> That's a sign of a true artist, right? Yes, it is. And um, you know he he just never stopped thinking about his career. His is you know. His, scenes uh whatever show he was on how to make it better how to make it funnier um he, he was just his mind was always working like that now people think you know oh a question i get asked a lot is was your dad like barney fife yeah no he was not like barney fife but he was funny in his own way you know he was very funny he was he had this sort of deadpan humor you know, when he was a child he studied stan laurel when he was five years old he was watching stan laurel in silent pictures at the movie theater downtown Morgantown, West Virginia, where he grew up. And that's how he knew he wanted to be an actor because he was so enthralled with, uh, you know, Oliver and Har Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy, yeah. You know, there's a lot of comedians that I looked up to when I was a kid. Your dad was a very big comedic influence. He was just a role model for a lot of comedians. Yes. You know, I interviewed when I, I, I do a show, which I, I'm, I'm touring with right currently. And it's called Tied Up in Knots. And I also have a book about my life and with my dad called, so called Tied Up in Knots. 
and I interviewed Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey's a huge Barney Fife fan. Yeah. And there's a wonderful story I tell in my show about Jim um, when he was, well, I won't tell the whole thing, don't give it all away, but he was getting very <laughs> depressed because he was having, you know, had to wear so much makeup for the Grinch when he was doing How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. So Ron Howard called my dad and had him come down to the set. Really? So your dad had a pep talk, Jim well, Carrey. <laughs> Wow. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, he just started doing the character in yeah. the middle of, with the Grinch makeup on. He just started launching into doing the character of Barney Fife. <laughs> I saw an interview that your dad, fans of the show would see your dad walking around and, or conventions or whatever, and they would just give him bullets and uh, that he said he had a stockpile yes, of bullets. Yes. What happened to those bullets? Yeah. Do y'all still have them in the family or what? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> You know, after he did a, a show, he did, my dad did a lot of theater, which right. people didn't know about. And I was in a lot of plays with him, too. That was really a thrill for me uh, as an actor. <clears throat> but one time um, he was doing a, a play on the road and uh, there was always a long line of people, you know, to get his autograph after the play. And um, so one day I was I was visiting him and I said, hey, dad, the desk clerk downstairs wanted to know if you'd sign this autograph. He says he's a, your biggest fan. <clears throat> dad says, sure, honey. So he reaches in the drawer to get a pen and the drawer wouldn't open. And finally, he just pulled it. All these bullets came flying out of the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? He said, oh, uh, you know, these me bullets and he says I, I don't know what to do i don't have a gun i don't own a gun what do i do with them so that was yeah that was kind of a funny thing that people were always giving him the bullet now growing up with your dad being a superstar after he started getting these tv shows these movies um what was that like growing up in a household was it very hollywood did you have you know movie stars over all the time or was it a very normal childhood no, it wasn't you? you know when I think back on it, I'm really amazed at how normal my childhood was. Well, I lived in a, a town called Glendale in mm -hmm. Los Angeles. It's um, a very, it's a small town and it's surrounded by mountains, which is appropriate. My father grew up in Morgantown, West Virginia, which is very mountainous as well. So when he relocated out to Los Angeles, he gravitated toward the mountains. And we lived in Glendale, which was like a very small community, very small town, very, you know, I wouldn't say it was Mayberry-like, but in a way it was just because it was a small town. Yeah. But um, people knew who, where we, who he was and they knew where we lived, but they didn't bother us. And, and you know, nowadays that wouldn't happen. Right. You know? right. Nowadays you'd be stopped. You know, your, your mirror would have somebody's, you know, imprint on and they'd be watching you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But back then that didn't happen. And um, my problem was I wanted to be an actress myself and, Dad didn't think that was a good way, a, a lonely life for a child. So, um, but in the end, I kind of got my way. Yeah, I was going. <laughs> so when you started doing all this, uh, you know, following his footsteps in entertainment, uh, obviously you said he didn't want you to to pursue that path, but eventually you did. Did he give you any advice? Like, what yeah. was the advice that he gave you, and uh, was he okay with it after well, a while? Well, yeah, the first first line of advice was, "Don't do it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, stay away. It's a lonely world for a child, but you know. But after that, yeah, he did. He started giving me a lot of advice, and you know, he would watch me uh, audition and do things, and um, he would give me notes. And I had one friend. I was rehearsing a scene when I was a teenager. I had a friend of mine, David Hogan, and he and I had a scene. We were doing from a play, Butterflies Are Free, which is about a blind 
guy. And so he was having trouble getting mastering that blindness. And my dad happened to walk in that day. And he said, what are you doing? And was, I said, we're rehearsing a scene. And, and David is working on the blind. And so he goes, blind, blind. My father takes the script from him. And he just sort of walked around and he walked, he captured the blindness absolutely perfectly. Wow. Um, and my friend David was just amazed that here's this big star coming in and just at the drop of a hat, giving him notes and telling him how to, how to do this part. And that, I mean, you know, when I saw how incredibly brilliant he was as an actor, that explains a lot about why Barney Fife has lived on so long because he was a great actor. Do you think that that is, you know, you think of people like Robin Williams, your dad, um, who's these great comedians, um, but they're also these incredible dr- dramatic actors if they need to be. Do you think that comedy helps yeah. that dramatic performance in a way? Sure. I mean, uh, Robin Williams, he he was amazing at how he ventured off into all these dramatic roles when he was so successful as a comedian. He had no problem being a dramatic actor, but my dad never had those opportunities. Now, did your brother get into entertainment? No. Nope. No, my brother's an engineer and he's quite brilliant at it, but he never wanted to be in show business. He's kind of funny himself too, just off the cuff, in, a, in an off the cuff way, but he didn't, he never wanted to go in show business. Now <laughs> you're doing uh, shows all across the country. Do you have any upcoming shows? I have shows booked throughout the year and you can go to my website, karennotts.com okay. and look up at the top of the say upcoming shows. You can click there and see the shows I've got booked so far. And then your book, can you buy your book on Amazon or can you buy it through your website? Yes, not from my website, but Amazon has it, okay. amazon.com. And I sell my books. I always sell my books at the shows, almost always. Perfect. I'm going to have to get one from well. my dad. I'm actually in the process of listening to your audiobook, which by the way, you do a great job on the audiobook. Uh, you're doing Thank all the, you. the, the characters awesome. and all that stuff. So I'm probably, we'll have to have you on again because I'm probably gonna have more questions after I listen to the audiobook. He won, uh, several Emmys. Do you have those Emmys or are they in a museum somewhere? Or where does, where do those go? They're spread, they're spread throughout our family. We, okay. each, have, we each have you know, access to them. The uniform and all that, is that in a museum or do you guys still have that in your possession? Those are at the, uh, Mount, at, at Mount, uh, Mount Airy where Mayberry Days is held there. They have a museum up there with the salt and pepper uniform and all that. And um, it's really nicely recreated. The office, the sheriff's office is recreated there. Oh, wow. It's the same place, you know, Mayberry Days where I, where I do my shows. It's it's every September in Mount Airy, which is Andy Griffith's real hometown. Oh, that's right. But they have all year round. They can go to the museum and, and visit the museum. I'm pretty sure. Just check the, um, the website, website and make sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then your website, once again. KarenKnotts.com. Perfect. And then one last question. What's one thing about your father that uh, you know fans of the show or just fans of your father in general don't know usually and would you would like them to know? Well, he, w- he was a big fan of... of, um, <laughs> of the Seinfeld show. <laughs> was he really? Well, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. He loved that show. I was kind of surprised too. Um, he loved Seinfeld and uh, he watched that very often. And um, he was just a really nice guy. I mean, yeah. that's, that's something I want people to know. He was a sweetheart. You know, sometimes I'd see like we'd be out at a restaurant or something and I'd always look around to see who had noticed him. And, you know, all of a sudden I'd see, oh, people were noticing. And I'd see they're leaning forward. They're having a conference. Should we go over? Yeah, I could tell yeah. just by the way their heads were. And then sure enough, they'd slowly come over. And and I could tell they thought that he was going to jump out of the chair like Barney <laughs> Fife. <you know? laughs> then they'd say, <clears throat> Mr. Knotts. And he'd turn around and just give him this really incredibly sweet smile. And then yeah. just pull him over. 
That's really cool. Well, Karen, thank you so much. And thank you for continuing his legacy. Congratulations on everything you're doing. You're an actor, stand-up comedian as well. And uh, much success to you. And if you come to Dallas, please let us know. We'll definitely come to your show and uh, support you any way we can. Thank you. And um, thanks for having me on. No problem. Thank you, Karen.